This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this beautiful August 6th. Thursday, glad you've taken time into your day to get with us uh, and get into the Word of God. That's what this is all about. We read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in it as a personal devotion, uh, spend some time with the Lord, then come down to the studio here at the Maryland campus, read it live on the air, and then I and my esteemed co-host talk about it. My esteemed co-host today is Pastor David Gammon, mezzanine pastor, avenue pastor, YouTube f- personality <laughs> Uh, Spotify this and an Instagram that and a Facebook watch McCall. How you doing, brother? Great, great. How you doing, Pastor? <laughs> He's Dad? our social media guru around here. How you doing, bro? You I'm good? doing good. Really good. Awesome. Really good. Good to have you, man. Yeah, excited about the chapter today. Excited about everything going on. A lot of cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a cool chapter. It's a it's a it's a chapter. I mean, every worship leader should love this chapter. It's got two songs in it. Yes, it I does. Mean, actually, two songs in the book of Exodus. Pretty cool that way, and lots of other things going on. But before we get into the chapter, uh, tell folks how to get involved with Morning Breath. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, here's it? how here's how you get involved. Okay. Just what we want. What I want you to do is this: not stumble over your words like I'm doing right now. That's okay. It's funny because I'm paid to talk for a living. Yeah. So. <laughs> Great not way to that jump well. In. You're not paying right. that well, so we don't expect you know perfection. Come on. <laughs> so, morning breath is a great devo. It's a great personal devo. It's a great way to have you know outside you know people just speaking into the chapter. Devo stands to, for devotion for you older people out there. Go ahead. Absolutely, and go to our website eccc.us. You'll yeah. see. Uh, the morning breath icon there. You'll be able to get it. A great way to get anything East Coast is get our app from however you get your mobile app providers. Yeah. But also a great way to uh, have anything East Coast based. Join us on social media. Find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and also YouTube. If you go to YouTube, hit that like and subscribe. So this time when we go live with the service on YouTube or we post something out there, we got a lot of good content coming your your, your way. We've got content on homeschooling oh, your yeah. kids, good stuff, on working man. on your marriage, a lot of really cool Bible-based, just informative, family-centric, God-honoring content. So cool. like and subscribe on our YouTube for sure. And you know what? We'll do life together. But Morning Breath, find that at the website, find that at the app, and if— you don't have any of these capabilities, call the church at 321-452-1060 and we'll we'll help you out. We'll get you we'll get you squared away. Yep. So uh, Pastor David said it a little bit, but if you want to know anything East Coast, go to a Facebook page, but also really download the app. The app yeah. is is a better tool for a lot of what we do because it'll get you to Facebook, it'll get you to a broadcast, which is our online campus weekend services, which is really cool. But I also want to make sure you know this. I've ran into a few people this last week who uh, asked me when we were going to start meeting again. I said, oh, six weeks ago. And they said, what? And said, yeah, we started meeting uh, six weeks ago. We're maintaining social distance. We're encouraging people and, you know, keeping the area clean, clean between every service. And, uh, you know, so we are meeting live in uh, all our locations. Now, Vieira just started last week, uh, two weeks ago, I guess it was. It was the very first morning breath service. 
uh, excuse me, very first Vieira service. And we hadn't, I don't know if we've announced that on Morning Breath. So I thought that was important to get out. So That's super important. There's a couple things. There's a couple other, uh, another one, at least two there uh, to announce. We have the uh, ECCU fall semester, and it's starting August 6th, which is right around the corner. ECCU is East Coast Christian Center University, East Coast Christian University. This is a great way to learn scripture, to learn about God, to get into the Word, to get a degree. Um, I have my degree from the university, and it starts August 6th. Classes are every once. They're on Thursday nights, and your class is for the month. It's great for a working environment. Yeah. Um, I'm actually teaching one of the classes in August, so I'm super excited about that too. Very cool. But if you want more information about the university, go to our website, and you'll be able to uh, see more. You'll be able to learn what it means to take an audit and what it means to actually go for the degree. You get theology degrees, counseling degrees, a lot of cool stuff. University is really doing some amazing stuff right now. Absolutely. And we're also having the Global Leadership Summit uh, tomorrow. No, today. <laughs> uh, today and Friday. And so if you'd like to get involved in that, that's an incredible summit. Uh, we'll meet here at our church. We'll have social distancing. It'll be brought in by video. These are some of the greatest speakers in our country on leadership. Craig groeschel has been involved with this from the very beginning. Incredible. Uh, price is $79, and it's going to be in our Parkway campus. So if you want to come, you better call and get over here now because uh, it's it's starting this morning. So, I went last year, and it, it really is a great eye-opener for if you're an entrepreneur out there and you just need another perspective, oh my gosh. a fresh reset, you're going to hear just the basic fundamentals again, but you're also going to hear some new oh, creative yeah. ideas from some of the, the world's most innovative leaders right now um, in all different Both categories. Both church and business, yes. and so it's a really great mix, and the church guys, they'll surprise you. Uh, what most people don't understand about pastoring a church is you're running a business. Come on. You know, we have over 50 employees here. Uh, you know, there's all the business aspects of being involved in pastoring a church, of course, as well as all the spiritual aspects. So I think some of the greatest leaders in our country, business-wise, are actually pastors of churches, but they bring in an incredible army of great corporate leaders as well who are believers, who love yes. Jesus, who share some really great things. So come on out to that. going to be great. Yeah, man. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing well. Checking with you, man. Yeah. So I love that your headphones match your your face covering. Oh, yep. Very nice. I got a match when I put on my outfit. I got. But your tutu <laughs> bottom does not go with. Well, pink doesn't go. You blue. gotta always go with the classic peak. There's no. There's no well, blue. Whatever. Blue t- tutu. Ace Ventura. No. You're vibes. right. You're right. Yeah. You got Ace me. Ace Ventura vibes in here. You got me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're gonna read uh, Exodus chapter 15, and uh, he's okay. Everybody, he's not really really wearing a pink tutu. And Caitlin, relax out there. I I, I love. I love Nick a lot, so come on. Anyway, here we go. Uh, We're in Exodus chapter 15. I'm going to read New King James. How about you, boss? Uh, New Living Translation. New Living. So I'm going to take it through verse 13. Okay. You can take it 14 through 27. Sounds good. Okay, you get 13. I get—no, you get 14. I I get get 13. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Then I say to you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. The Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying— I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider, has, he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. 
Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea. He's chosen, his chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. And in the greatness of your excellence, you have overthrown those who rose against you. You sent forth your wrath. It consumed them like a stubble. And with the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright like a heap. The depths congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will purpose. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My desire, therefore, shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand. The earth swallowed them. You and your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. The people hear and tremble. Anguish grips those who live in Philistia. The leader of Edoms are terrified. The nobles of Moab tremble. All who live in Canaan melt away. Terror and dread fall upon them. The power of your arm makes them lifeless as stone until your people pass by, O Lord, until the people you purchased pass by. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. The place, O Lord, reserved for your own dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, that that your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and charioteers rushed into the sea, the Lord brought the water crashing down on them. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Then Miriam, the prophet of Aaron, the prophet Aaron's sister took a tambourine and led the women as they played their tambourines and danced. And Miriam sang this song, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, for he has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. Bitter waters at Marah. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved into the desert of Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. When they had come to the oasis of Marah, the water was too bitter to drink, so they named the place Marah, which means bitter. Then the, then the people complained and turned against Moses. Why are we going to drink? What are we going to drink, they demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help. The Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. It was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all the decrees, then I will I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I set on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. After leaving Mara, the Israelites traveled on the oasis of Elam, where they found 12 springs and 70 palm trees. They camped there beside the water. Ah, Amen. Well, this is a wild story. Um, this is a celebration after the Egyptians were drowned yes. in the Red Sea. And uh, it's uh, I, there's so much stuff I could say here. But I will say this. The verses 14, 15, and 16 are actually talking about all the inhabitants around here 
and the people in the promised land. Right. And what it's saying is the, the people will, be, will hear and be afraid. In other words, God is giving the Israelites a reputation that he fights with them. And so if you want trouble, don't take them on because the greatest nation at that time in the world, Egypt, with the most powerful army of the time, Egypt, was completely annihilated when they tried to attack and kill the Jewish nation, uh, t- tried to attack Israel. And so it says, men of Philistia, Edom, Moab, all the inhabitants of Canaan will melt away. Fear and dread will fall on them. And fear and dread have the power to completely enable someone from, from making a good decision, doing the right thing, fighting, any of that stuff. And we know that when God told them to go into the promised land, they could well take it, which is coming up. He's leading them there right now that they all said, we can't do it because it's, it, it's too bad, too big, too many people. What they forgot was this song. And one of the reasons people sang songs, especially back in this day, was to remember things. Most people don't know this, but, you know, they all want to go back to singing hymns. But hymns served their purpose during a time when the the population that read was under 10%. And if you didn't read, and you but you went to church and you sang this four-stanza hymn full of doctrine— When you left the church, you had learned doctrine in a way that you could remember. And see, nowadays, you can turn on your phone and listen to the Bible all day long or listen to teaching all day long or whatever you want to do all day long. It's not the same era, and God is using music a bit more relationally now instead of instructionally. But back then, there was a lot of instruction in the song. And they would have been going around singing this song, but yet forgetting what it said. And that was God had prepared the land for them to take it, and everybody was going to be afraid of them when they got there. But they they didn't listen to that. They listened to their own hearts and their own fears and and didn't go in. So that's one amazing thing in this chapter that I think is powerful. I love that because it's like we can forget or even not know what it means to be partnered with God. And and that's such a loose term, partnered, because you would think partnership is 50-50. But, uh, you know, as we go on our faith walk more, we actually realize that the more of that percentage we hold— the rougher this journey can be, <laughs> and that like I like my like, I like my percentage to be like one percent, and God's percent to be yeah. ninety nine. Yeah, I get that, it. That's a lot like better for me. And, and and other areas, it's not it's not as easy for us to do that. You know, looking at the decisions to to send our kids back to school and what type of schooling and oh, all that yeah. stuff, it's a struggle to say, oh well, I'm one percent and God's ninety nine percent. But we what we have to do is slow down and know that God is with us. And that he has empowered us and that he goes before us. Yes. And it's not something that we need to be afraid of. Obviously, we're not going into a land now with Canaanites and the Philistines and the Moabites and the battle. But we, but we have Coronites. But we got Coronites, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Covenites and, and all of that. And we need to understand that the Lord is still going before us. Yes. And he has still protected us. Yes. And that, you know, you and your house 
Go before the Lord and find what he is calling for your home, get peace, and then step forward confidently. Yes, and and the even goes so far as in verse 17, there's a prophetic word that in talking about uh, the, them going into the promised land, it says, you'll bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance in the place, in the place, O Lord, for which you have made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, which you have established with your own hands. This is talking about Jerusalem, the mountain and the temple. Yep. And the tent, it would first be, and then the temple being established in Jerusalem is prophetically. We know that looking back, it's easier right. to see than looking forward. I want to get to another part in this chapter, though, which I think it's, it's super powerful here. And it's the bitter waters made sweet, yeah. the, the waters of Merah. And Merah means bitter. And so we've got this big group of people. It's probably two, two and a half million. There were like 600,000 men. And men had wives, and men and women have children. Correct. How many do you got? I got four. Four. I had four. Nick, how many you got? Zero. Uh, I oh, don't know. You don't have any kids yet. No, I have but zero. Potenti- <laughs> potentially, sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't he's listening. single. I'm messing with him. <laughs> he's single, but potentially, you know, I'll say Nick has four. But whatever the case may be, you go four plus twelve hundred, uh, one one million two hundred thousand. Now you've got 240,000 people, yep. so it'd be real easy, and families weren't small then. Be real easy for there to be a couple million people, and now they're marching along in the desert. I've been here. I've been to these, these exact spots. It's not just desert. When we think desert, we see the sandy, rolling dunes. This is rocky, difficult terrain and sand. And you wouldn't see a tree for—you'd be driving in a bus, you'd drive for 20 miles and wouldn't see, wouldn't see a green bush. And then you would. And then because there was some water in the area, you would see some growing along an old stream bed or whatever. And then, again, back to nothing. And so they're doing this. They come along, and they're like, can you imagine walking three days? Now, you carry water with you, but you got flocks. you got your little kids with you. And you go three days in, and you've exhausted all the water for every, everything. And now everybody's thirsty. And you see off in the distance water, and you think, oh, my God, thank you, Jesus. And you run for that water. And when you get there, you see animal bones around it. And it's, it's bitter. It's no good to drink. You can't drink it. It'll kill you. The disappointment they must have felt at that moment, because this is a life and death situation. That's what I was just thinking. I have a, like we said, I have a mm-hmm. one-year-old and a three-year-old. It's a life or death and, thing. And to say, go three days without water. Now, you'd means, bring some with you, and you might, yeah. you, you might make it, but this is a desert, and like you said, it would be, this it wouldn't take long. This is the credit, the credit companies are calling you, oh, the yeah. bank's calling oh, you. Oh, yeah, come on. You need that payment. Come on. And, and but you know what stands out to me is this, is, and, and hear me with a heart of grace and, and, and just listen to what God's going to say through this is that, you know, the man of God will say something and we will throw stones at him. Like uh, we'll stand from the platform and say, if you're in this desert season, be generous. And people are like, the church just wants our money. Listen, look at what happened next. The people turned on Moses. They didn't turn on God. They turned on Moses. They were like, hey, listen, we're blaming you for this, Moses. And Moses was like, hold on a second. I'm just reading the instruction manual. I didn't decide to take on Pharaoh. I was actually scared. 
I have a speaking problem. I never actually, you know, chose this journey. God chose me. And it's, it's for us, we have to understand that if we're going to believe that God is going before us, then we have to trust where he leads us. Yeah, come on. And how he tells us to go. Come on. So we don't get to turn on the guy on the pulpit or, or take God's word and dissect what we want from it. But instead, we need to embrace it fully and allow it to be our map, our instruction manual, our identity. If we're running low on funds, we need to be generous. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's important. Here's a crazy part about all this. Because we, when we hear the song that Moses wrote, we see in there there's already provision for a victory that's still in—we know now 50 years in the future because this whole generation kind of conks out. But God had a future victory planned out for Israel, but they just didn't walk in it. Now we see a a situation within that. They go three days. They find water. It's bitter. They can't drink it. Everybody's freaking out. They're yelling at Moses. And then it says, which is, this is what made Moses who he was. So he cried out to the Lord. Come on. Man, that's what you got to do. And the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it in the waters, the waters were made sweet. Now think about this for a minute. I, I, I don't know I don't know what kind of tree it was, but last time I checked, trees don't appear. They're, they're not magic things that grow overnight. Trees are things that grow over years, decades, sometimes, you know, centuries. And then let's say it's a big old, big old tree. And, and the word for tree here is more bored. Excuse me, more bored than living tree. So it's a dead tree on top of it. So that means this tree sprouted, grew, thrived, lived, died, and was now fell over laying at the side of this this old lake. God had planned their victory. Come on. What, 200 years before? I don't know how long before that tree had to sprout and grow and all of that. God had what they needed waiting for them when they got there. That's so good. But they were so busy barking and griping at Moses that they didn't lift their face towards heaven. Come on. Thank God Moses did to hear that God had a prepared victory laying there waiting mm-hmm. For them, and of course, the parallel is hard to avoid. You know, it's a tree, and the Bible says, "Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree." Speaking of Jesus, come on. The picture of it being the cross, and that the cross has your victory every time, every time prepared for you. All that's really powerful to me. It's a crazy, great story. You got to be strong enough to throw that cross into your bitterness, though. All right, you gotta be because guess what? That don't tree, tell me what to do. That, that, no. Exactly that tree, <laughs> that tree, and like I Pastor Dan it. said, that man that hung on that tree, Oof. he poured forgiveness. Come on. So if you're gonna throw that cross, if you're gonna throw that wood into that bitterness, that Mara of your life, which is killing you, by the way, mm. you have to be ready to 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 bleed forgiveness. Now, does that mean you accept the people in as if they've never done anything to you? No, we're not talking about that. Trust is different than forgiveness. You know, and sometimes you need to— Trust is earned. Yep. And you need to close your eyes, picture Jesus is in front of you, you take him by the hands, and you say, Jesus, I forgive them. Mm. Start there. 
Yeah. Start. You got to be able to hold Jesus' hand and say, I forgive them. Take the cross of Christ in your heart and throw it in that bitter situation in your life. And as Pastor David said, oh, but you don't know what they did to me. Well, do I have to have them back over for dinner? No. You don't have to. Now, could someday that happen? Maybe. But the point is, they would have to re-earn trust and display righteous, good behavior before you could trust them again. But but you can forgive them without trusting them. Yep. You got to let them go and say, I, I can't, I don't have it in me, Pastor Dan, to forgive them. I, I agree. None of us do. We've got to reach into the reservoir of the forgiveness of Christ and give it to them. So that's why when when the prayer was prayed, the Lord's Prayer, uh, forgive my debtors, you know, how, as I, you know, forgive my debts as I forgive my debtors. That's something that only God could do in your life. And so we just want to encourage you. Choose God and go with God and then grab some of his forgiveness and just say, I'm going to share it. We got to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Moments, they matter. Moments, they matter. Oh, yes, they do. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. 
This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. I want to jump in on this last little Come part on. here. And for, for maybe some people out there that believe that God is a healer, but the healing that he does um, is a just and only total healing upon our death when we're saved that I love here when he talks about, then I will make you not suffer any of the diseases I sent on Egypt for I am the Lord who heals you. And he actually pointed towards very physical conditions that came on people. And he says, listen, if you will look at me, I will protect you from diseases. And I want to just say right now that God is a healer. Come God on. still heals. Come on. That you can put your trust in him. That says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And we walk in that supernatural healing. Now, that ain't saying no. the, the weapon won't be formed, all right? It's just saying the weapon won't prosper. And when we follow Jesus, we have to understand that he is our healer. We hold on to that. This showed physical signs of actual healing. But I want to yeah. now step further even, even to a, a, another direction as well, is that God is so good that we have to read this and say, you know what? The enemy's camp, the Egyptian camp, held divorce and broken homes. God's going to heal me if I have that right now. Come on. God's going to be in every facet Come of my on. life to help heal it. And I want to encourage you guys with that today. Yeah, he's big enough. And he's pre prepared in advance Come on. the solution for your problem. God bless you guys. Have a great day in Jesus. And uh, keep your head up and hope in, hope in God. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.